0: Welcome to The Soul Connection with Dr. Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K. On our program, we bring you stories of faith, holistic connections, and so much more. Now, please welcome your host, Dr. K. Hello,
1: and welcome back to The Soul Connection. And we're continuing on the theme today of what in this our social sphere can influence our soul. And I thought it'd be a very interesting conversation to take a look at the NFT world. I just came back from Phoenix, Arizona at the NFT conference, and I met quite a few experts in the field and happy to connect with Mr. Henry Cooper from Be Social, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. Henry, welcome to the show. I know this is your first appearance, but I these are things that people have a lot of questions about because. As the world is changing so fast and you're you're hearing these things, NFTs and crypto and all these new terms floating around, people are really confused and they want to know what these things are and what it means to them. Because in this show, I try to explain how the outer world affects the inner. And I believe if there's confusion out there, people feel unsteady. And so right. today we would talk a little bit about NFTs since you guys were... Um, so gracious at your convention, and you allowed me to present the Soul Connection USA at your conference, which was a real blessing. So, thank you, Henry, and thank you for joining us today.
2: Yeah, thank you for letting me do this interview. This is great.
1: All right, well, let's start with the very basics. Why don't you tell the audience what an NFT is?
2: Ah, a NFT. A lot of people now will look at an NFT, a non fungible token, and think it's simply a cryptocurrency token that is attached to a JPEG or some type of image and that's it. But NFTs have a lot more capabilities than that because they're non fungible, which means cannot be changed. So a good I think a good analogy uh, between the difference of an NFT and a cryptocurrency token is kind of like looking at the difference between a paper dollar or any form of fiat currency and a paper deed or title to a property. Like if if I give you a a, a dollar, Christian, it's a Piece of paper. Let's say it's twenty bucks. Well, it's worth twenty bucks for you. If I have two of them, then it's forty bucks. It and wh- whoever we give it to, whether it's your twenty or my twenty dollar bill, it's the same thing. But let's say you had the title to a property on one two three NFT Street, and I had the title to a property on. Four five six NFT Street, uh, my property could be worth fifty thousand and have neon lights inside. Your property could be worth a hundred thousand and have have strobing neon lights inside. If I give you my title, which is non-fungible, well you have title to a different property. The properties are different. One's worth a hundred thousand, one's worth fifty thousand. One has neon light, the other one has strobing light. That's the difference between an NFT, which is a digital token, a crypto token, and just a token that's not attached to an NFT. Um, the twenty dollar bill is like a token that is not attached to an NFT. It's it's fungible. It can be changed around. If I give you my twenty it's the same value if you give that same dollar to someone else, it's the same value as if you gave me someone else's twenty. They're all interchangeable, twenty dollar mm-hmm. bills.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But if I give you title the title to four five six NFT Street, that is only worth whatever that property has. And it only has the attributes of that specific property.
1: Like, for example, one property could have a swimming pool, which would make it more expensive, or they could have uh, all wood floors, which would be a benefit, countertops, where the other property may not have (laughs) any of that, and it would be less expensive.
2: Exactly, exactly. And that example that I'm giving um, gives a bit of insight into the value of NFTs when they are used properly. A lot of NFTs, Christy, are created with zero of the functionality that they are capable of having inserted into it. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, a lot of these NFT projects out there are are really um, not using the the capabilities that they can be used for.
1: Well, I'm really excited about this and I'm really excited about the Soul Connection Soul Connection USA everything that we're working on on this holistic message and getting it into something that the younger people are going to they're going to think is hip and creating mm-hmm. an NFT buzz, shall we say, around our NFT collection that's we're, we're going to be working toward. Because with this NFT thing, what I saw just as an outside observer was that this is kind of like a modern baseball card, so to speak, where one Mm -hmm. card might be your Babe Ruth card and people will pay a whole bunch of money for it, where the other card might be something that isn't so valuable. And um, the people are excited about that, so... Uh, at this conference, I saw people sharing their NFTs, and this NFT as this, and these are its attributes. Uh-huh. This is what it allows me to do by holding this NFT. And they were happy right. to be a member of a community, which is exactly what we're looking at doing with uh-huh. our project is creating a Soul Connection Consortium. So with that said, um, is that how you would associated, like a, a electronic version of a baseball card where one is uh, far more valuable yeah. than another?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good analogy. And in addition, that baseball card can give you access. So let's say you were to associate NFTs with Soul Connection. Um, you could have a certain number of those Soul Connection quote unquote baseball cards embedded with attributes that would give your listeners access to, let's say, special training or access to special events that you may perform or you may provide um, information, they can, that can be embedded into the NFTs. Yes.
1: Um, like music of the or NF- artists, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, music okay. for an artist, and, and, and they, they, can even, they can even have programming to where uh, that attribute could change over time. Maybe in a year, that attribute expires. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot that can be embedded inside an NFT, which can give access to certain content, and even time-delineated access to certain content. And the beauty of it is, let's say you have a course and several thousand listeners buy the NFT that gives them access to the course and the course is fantastic. They've gone through it for a year. They matriculate and they say, you know, my access to this course is now up for sale and it was so good, I'm going to put it on the market for someone else to buy it. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Now someone else can have access to that course when person A sells it to person B, person A can no longer access the course. Just like if I give you that baseball card, well, it's that that unique card itself. I, I have no more access to it. Um, so this group that's gets... Beauty, that's the beauty of it.
1: They get a key, so to speak, a key to the intellectual yeah. property tied behind the NFT. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly.
1: All right. exactly. All right. All right. And then our next question, because I know this is thrown around as a term in the NFT community, it's a DAO. Mm-hmm. Yes. And DAO, which is D-A-O, Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Why don't you expand upon that?
2: Yes. In a nutshell, a, a DAO is a, like a sovereign entity itself. And the DAO being decentralized has no one point of contact leader. There's no CEO because it's decentralized. It's autonomous. So it functions in its own sovereignty. Um, The DAO itself being more than one, it's an organization. So the organization makes the decisions collectively. So unlike a business, where you have your CEO and your board, and there's hierarchy. Everyone in the DAO, who's a part of the DAO, has, has the ability or the availability to make decisions within the DAO. So it makes it more of a, a for lack of better words, a type of democratic voting system. And the so- DAO can, de- can decide to be Something up front, the DAO can set parameters.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then those within the DAO would, would propagate those parameters collectively.
1: And it's tied to an NFT how?
2: Well, the DAO itself doesn't have to be tied to an NFT by mm-hmm. reason of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, DAOs are just used in the crypto space because because the... The structure of it is conducive to the activity in the cryptocurrency space, and and again, all this information that that I'm I'm giving is is purely educational, and it can be found out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to make make that clear because there's going to be a lot more questions that would pile on from people who hear this and say, "Man, well, is Henry an expert in this?" No, it's it's just information that's out there, um, so DAOs can be used in in many many different ways. Though, but they're primarily um, advantageous for structuring an organization in the cryptocurrency space.
1: So they don't have to be attached to NFTs, but they can be.
2: Yes, correct. They can be. They don't. They do not have to be.
1: Right. So if you bought an NFT on Because there are places to buy them online. I believe OpenSea is a place, correct? Yeah. Yep. And you could buy an NFT and not be part of a DAO. But you could buy another one and you could be part of a DAO.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Now, would those attributes show up so people would know that they're buying into a DAO or not?
2: No, no. They would have to research the community that provided that NFT. Um, there's so many NFTs out there. I mean, and there's a lot of scams out there and that's something that people need to be very aware of. Don't just go buy an NFT. This, I have to say, people should not buy an NFT without knowing the community behind the NFT. Some NFTs out there have coding behind them that if you purchase it and interact with the NFT you're allowing transactions to be made inside of your blockchain wallet and they can remove your assets. I mean, there's so much um, wow. thievery out there. Yeah. You have to be careful, which, which to that point, which is why B social exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole purpose behind B social is to drive adoption into the cryptocurrency space, educate, the general public into how to function safely in cryptocurrency, because there's, there's too many platforms out there that are taking advantage of people and be social as a DAO operates under principles before profits. And you you can see that through how we we have functioned and, and how we educate. So that being said, yeah, and if, NFTs do not um, associate all the time with a DAO and you have to be very careful when you go out there to purchase an NFT.
1: Okay, so OpenSea has no responsibility or any other type of um, NFT vendor has no responsibility for what they're selling. They're just a place to buy and sell them. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Yes and no. Again, what I'm saying is just educational and experience-based, not being mm-hmm. a professional in any of those organizations, they they are supposed to um, have ways to prevent against fraud. For example, when dsocial social launched our NFT project, um, immediately there were duplicates created
1: mm.
2: that were fake. I yeah, immediately. That's... Yeah counterfeits immediately they're
1: they're just pictures with no functionality is that a counterfeit
2: yeah yeah, exactly pictures with no functionality and and even when I was minting I saw some of them and I thought you gotta be kidding me so I went and purchased a couple just so I could go through the process to show other people don't do this Mm. but I kind of know you know I I'm kind of used to it, like I saw they were on a different chain, et cetera. So I got them and looked at it so that subsequently when I would do calls, I could tell people, you know, watch out for polygon chain, you have to read this description, you have to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There were just different attributes in this, in those NFTs that did not match ours.
0: sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends you set them voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives collaborating and driving value to make our lives better we have world renowned thought leaders speakers authors entrepreneurs artists and some of the most influential voices today listen in today to what they have to say engage in the conversation the voice America influencers channel be inspired answer the call
0: We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you'd like to call in during the live show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to tampa at gmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. Welcome back
1: to the Soul Connection with our interview with Henry Cooper. And we're talking about the pros and cons of this NFT market how and how it affects us individually. Everything in our society has an impact. And within this NFT community that Henry's a partner in, There is a social aspect to it. And when you buy an NFT, you actually join a community. And community is very, very crucial to the health of our soul. And these people have figured out a way of making it fun, interactive, and in a time when the communities haven't always been so bright and cheery. So I'm happy to be a part of this growing movement. And we're going to pick up with our discussion on how counterfeits could actually undermine the growth of a community and um, what to look for. So, Henry, let's continue on this topic, how to spot a counterfeit, how to know when you're buying, shall we say, the real McCoy? (laughs) Right. 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 So give us some of your wisdom.
2: Well, one one thing that's very important to know is easiest way to spot counterfeit NFTs is by joining the community that the NFT represents and then getting the links directly from the community. That's the easiest way because then there's no technology behind it. And as with most, most things in life, relationships are the best way to find out, the real truth in any situation, same with NFT, same with blockchain. Mm -hmm. So that's the best way. So for example, on our side, if you want to purchase one of our NFTs, the best way to make sure that you are purchasing an authentic one is to go through our site, our socialbees.io site for Social Bees University has the link to our OpenSea portal. So you click that link, it takes you right to the OpenSea page where our social bees, NFTs, are being sold.
1: Right, and so are others, though. But when you come through the site of the community that you want to be a part of associated to an NFT versus just some electronic picture that you want for art... But if you want a community you want to be associated with, then you go to their website and follow through to a, shall we say, broker type website that is recognized by the NFT community that holds these NFTs. Is that is that a good yeah, way of yeah, putting that's, it?
2: That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Like, okay. that's what OpenSea is OpenSea is the website where you can buy, sell, trade, NFTs like electronic
1: baseball cards,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: So, Um, if I said tomorrow, you know, I don't want to be a bee anymore, I want to be an ape,
2: (laughs) uh, right? Right, go in open, C. you could sell your bee on open sea and then go buy a bored ape,
1: right? And they all have different values now, in order to to that
2: end, to to Mm -hmm. that end though. As far as the the counterfeits, there's counterfeit bees out there. There's counterfeit board apes out there. Okay. So if you just go to the marketplace, if you just go to OpenSea and search up bees, there's going to be a lot of them that'll pop up. You could go purchase something that looks like one of our bees, but it may not be. Because you didn't go through our website, our link, you are more susceptible to purchasing a counterfeit.
1: Okay. That's,
2: that's a very important point for folks to understand. Don't just go straight to a marketplace and buy NFTs without knowing anything behind the project or anyone in the community. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that just opens you up for, for counterfeits.
1: Correct, correct. So OpenSea themselves, they're just like a broker. A broker can sell a good stock. They can sell a bad stock. You're not guaranteed to have one, uh, a winner, so to speak, just because Mm -hmm. you bought something off of OpenSea. You need to know the community you want to be a part of, just like there's valuable baseball cards and there's junk ones.
2: Exactly. Okay. Yeah, Community is the most important thing with well, good yeah. nft projects it's it's all the community
1: and we're we're going to talk a little bit about the projects here too and what makes a community because that is the the key reason why I'm doing this interview today is mm-hmm. that you know we've come out of a time where people have been told to isolate and it has taken quite a toll on mental health and in my, in my past shows i have mm-hmm. had many Uh, psychiatrists or clinics and experts in this field come on and talk about the mental health crisis that has come about. We had a crisis going into COVID and this just kind of put it on steroids because all of a sudden you're telling people you can't touch each other. Uh, You're supposed to have 40 hugs a day, according to Tony Robbins. Uh, You can't see smiles. Smiles actually produce dopamine in a person you know, cause a face is covered it's, and then you're six feet apart, no human touch. Um, you know, it, it has been terrible, especially on the children, having them feel like they're completely isolated from their, their classmates. And it has been terrible even on the adults too. And in the, in the fear mongering. And so yeah. it's important for people to feel they have community and what has happened in this crisis and the nation really has to heal from is a a division by use of fear in our communities, because you don't know how people react when they're under fear and pressure. And it has ripped apart a lot of families and community bases. So now people are looking for substitutes, substitutes, for where there mm-hmm. has been, uh, shall we say, a fracture in their life of community. Right. And this is, I'm not advocating one group or another.
2: Mm-hmm. I just
1: found it very interesting because as I'm looking to make our mission of soul restoration fun and exciting, and I have a teenage son and he's been pulling on my coat sleeve here for NFT, NFT mom, check it out. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, we're both Christians Sometimes right. out of the mouth of babes comes wisdom. And so right. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do that. And the doors have just been opening to a point where I'm ending up presenting at a conference that a week before I didn't even know what an NFT was. <laughs> so, you know, that's God, you no, know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I thought, okay, this is an interesting way for people to find communities. Yeah. And behind every community, there are some type of ideals. And for the community I'm looking to put together with soul restoration, it's spirit, soul, and body from a Christian perspective, but also, you know, tied in with, you know, the same type of ideals, principle before prophets, Right. Which is why I like this community, though it's not a, necessarily a Christian community. Um, I wanted to talk about how a community is established, because mm-hmm. I, there has to be some parameters to have a community, and then it moves more into a democratic process, correct? Correct. All right. So, tell us how you establish the norms of the community first off, so people can explore it, before joining it? And how do you keep the norms in place?
2: So this, there's, there's a legal aspect to this topic that I am not a professional nor licensed to be able to describe with any authority. However, the DAO, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, can be set up. There's, there's a lot of uh, different resources out there that can help set up a DAO. -hmm. Once the Tao is set up, the Tao itself will have, let's call it a profile or descriptors and a purpose. That purpose is part of the Tao's creation. So, as individuals would want to join the Tao, they would then join knowing what the purpose of the Tao is, and they would join with the understanding that. That purpose is what they're supporting. And so, since it's autonomous, the community itself uh, would be agreeing in a sense to continue and sustain that purpose that was set up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the, the summary high-level part of it. So it's very, it's very it's very much uh, community-based because the community will end up supporting that purpose long term.
1: Mm-hmm. That okay. That's great. And what does a community get back out of it?
2: So the, the community that is attached to the the DAO, and every DAO will have different means or methods for having folks attached to it. Mm-hmm. However, the community will then be able to receive the Let's call it special services, um, services or products that that specific DAO will provide to the community, which are different than what the DAO, let's say, could provide to the general public. So one way to have that type of specific access to the DAO can be through NFTs, And again, uh, this description that I'm giving is just a general educational representation. Yes. Um, Yes.
1: Well, not not at all
2: legal advice.
1: We're just trying to give people a a general overview because, as I said last week, I didn't, or the week before, (laughs) I didn't even know anything about this. And I I was kind of thrown in the, the open sea, so to speak. And uh, I had to swim real fast to catch all this lingo and get, you know, uh, savvy with what is going on. And what I'm trying to do is show people hey, there is a way of using some of these things that the kids are really excited about and, mm-hmm. and be able to connect through, even as a, a little bit older generation, as, you know, mothers and fathers and even grandparents. You know, mm-hmm. there was a granny bee at, at the conference. <laughs> and, and, yeah. um, and, you know, there there is some ways to connect. Right. So uh, I wanted to explore a little bit more about, so the community is tied to projects and people are already in agreement. They know what the projects are when they're coming into the DAO, which is a decentralized mm-hmm. autonomous organization. hmm and then you decide if you want to be part of that community or not. And right. if you are part of it for a while and you like how everything is going, then you stay in it. If you don't, you might trade out of it on OpenSea and become a part of another one now. And, and that's the fun of it because mm-hmm. you can shop it and you can shop communities, but not all NFTs have communities. Correct.
2: Correct. Correct. Uh- And this goes to the topic of fraud, you know, getting counterfeits. Like a lot of platforms out there, for example, even OpenSea just senses they're one of the largest. Uh, They have the ability where someone can drop an NFT on OpenSea through a free app. But more than half of the NFTs that are created that way have something wrong with them. And that's that's where you really need to know. Well, what's the purpose of it? What's the community behind it? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, for example, I mean, uh, Valentine's Day just passed, right? And there were people just creating really pointless NFTs that had to do with Valentine's Day, throwing them up on on OpenSea, saying, "Oh, go buy these." NFTs because they deal with Valentine Day and it's going to sell out. It'll be worth a million dollars. I mean, really that's silly. That mm-hmm. point and not joined to any community, not having any purpose behind it other than a money grab. Mm.
1: So
2: it's just a picture
1: yeah. and not really tied to anything. So the tie, there, there's more to just this picture. There's mm-hmm. a tie to shall we call it a blockchain? Do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah,
2: yes. So not just a blockchain itself, but a a tie to a purpose, a tie to access. What does it give you access to? Like a key. Yeah, like a key. So I could give you a key off of the, um, the rack from Home Depot. You know, one of those keys that has not been etched to fit into any door. Yeah, I could just give you a thousand of those keys, buy these keys. They have zero value, but they look pretty, right? You can make them blue and yellow and fancy colors, but they give you access to nothing. That's what most of the NFTs are out there. They're just pictures with access Mm -hmm. to nothing. Mm -hmm. Some of these NFTs, like ours with these dot social, they have a coding that gives you access. So, Now you have a key that can unlock a door.
1: And where's the door at? Tell people.
2: Well, the door would be what the community decides to program into the NFT. And that is where it's attached to the blockchain.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's
1: easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
0: Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you'd like to call in during the live show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to tampa at gmail.com. And now... Back to this week's show.
1: What exactly is a blockchain? For the people who are just hearing this for the first time, Uh, layman's terms.
2: People hearing it for the first time, the blockchain, you can describe it as a transparent electronic record of transactions. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. Just like the web, it's global. And it has servers, blockchain, global, ha- each has nodes. There's several blockchains out there, uh, but, but it's transparent, meaning you can look on the chain. You can see all the transactions that happen from wallet to wallet. So it's, it's a really good transparent bookkeeping system. You see transactions to and from all wallets. And it's trustless because once you do a transaction, it's there. You don't have to have trust in the other person to have done or completed or received or sent the transaction. It's just there.
1: Can an everyday person be able to view the blockchain?
2: Yeah, yeah. If they know where to look, for example, you would view the transactions, for example, like the ERC-20 transactions on the ethereum chain you you can go to etherscan.io if you have a specific wallet address you could type in that address really you'd copy paste it in you'd search that address and you would see all the transactions from that address if i made a purchase today um, and you knew my wallet address you could copy-paste my wallet address into etherscan.io, and when you press enter, it would display all my transactions. You could look at today and you could see, oh, Henry made a transaction for such and such an amount of ETH from this wallet to such and such wallet, and it's transparent.
1: Well, this is really good information because a lot of the discussion at at the conference, they were talking about how transparent this was, but they weren't telling people where they could go see it. And the, but as an educator, I like to fill in the blanks for people. So when you say it's transparent, people have to know how to go visit it, go view it for themselves. And there's a couple other keys that we talked about here, having a wallet, a wallet address, and ETH. So, these are three more terms that uh, I wanted to wrap up with so that people have a clear understanding how this whole process works. So, it's not mysterious. So, they don't leave this interview saying, huh, you know, that was good, but I, I don't know what they meant by these words.
2: Right, right. So. Which, which would you like to review first?
1: Well, let's talk about the wallet and ETH.
2: Okay, so ETH being Ethereum is the base token that is used on the Ethereum blockchain, ERC-20, the main token. And I'll keep it high-level simple. So if you are on the Ethereum blockchain, and you want to do transactions, you have to get a wallet. Your wallet is a designated address on the Ethereum chain that holds all of your ETH tokens.
1: You buy ETH. You, mm-hmm. yeah. So you take and you transfer dollars to ETH on a specific mm-hmm. website, whether it's MetaMask, yeah. o- Coinbase. Um, right,
2: right. There's tons of them out there. Um, people can choose as however they please, whatever works for them, especially depending on which country they're in. And that wallet is unique to them. It's not identified by them personally. It's just identified by a wallet address.
1: Or numbers, a sequence of numbers.
2: Right, right. Like so a street anyone, address. Yes, anyone can set up their wallet. That that is identified by alpha numeric digits, and it's their address. Like you said, a street address. And then they would purchase the token, the cryptocurrency in this case, ETH, through any exchange that works for them. They'd have to purchase with their fiat currency, and in exchange for the fiat, the cryptocurrency would be placed inside their wallet through that exchange system that they choose to use Mm -hmm. yeah so it's very simple anyone can do it lots of people do it on their cell phones it's an easy way to understand it is like in Kenya they use M-Pesa which is a form of a cryptocurrency in essence and I think like roughly 40 close to 40% Of the population over there, yeah, are using M-Pesa. So it's easy to see that because everybody has cell phones that this is a very convenient way to exchange value. Mm -hmm. And people can do it on their own, which gives them more free access. They don't have to go through a centralized
1: system. Right, and it it keeps us from... So, shall I say, being under the thumb of anybody in a centralized system, such as our Canadian friends getting their correct. accounts frozen. When you're in a correct. decentralized system, then mm-hmm. y- you have funds outside of the normal banking system, correct? Correct. So, Because I know I did a, a show on previously about gold and silver as a Mm -hmm. potential alternative asset to Mm -hmm. hedge inflation against a fiat dollar sinking in value because of inflation or because of uh, the petrodollar not being used in other countries as the reserve currency, and then all those dollars having to come back and flood our system, making every dollar we have worth less because it's fiat. It's not backed by gold or silver or any precious metals. They all go up. Um, So I talked about considering diversifying a bit with some precious metals. So this would be another perhaps alternative asset category. This is not financial advice, but I'm just trying to explain how it can work to give people maybe a little bit more peace of mind, that you know, because there's a new worry now with governments seizing accounts just because they don't agree with your political stance, and that all of a sudden, if you don't have an account, how are you going to pay your mortgage, your car, you know, mm-hmm. your food? It's pretty serious. It is, and that's why perhaps a lot of these governors, I know, coming out of Arizona, there was I had dinner with Senator. Uh, or a, a congressman running for Congress. And, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of discussion in states, and even Florida, there's discussion about bringing a crypto in as an acceptable mode of payment as mm-hmm. a hedge to you know, a centralized banking system that actually is under the Federal Reserve, which isn't federal at all. It's its own private corporation, correct? Correct.
2: Yeah, that that is a train of thought that is very good. And again, since we're not professionals on the topic, uh, I think that that opinion is pretty sound though. I really do. And this is a conversation that we can augment because what you're talking about now goes into the use of a DAO. And how if you build a community that, that does provide services, it could be infrastructure services, it could be communication services, um, etc. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Things that really support communities, people in the physical world with your needs, that now decentralized autonomous organization can then be supported by the community itself and not by any one or two elites who would decide what the masses did. Right. And that's that's a train of thought that many have, which is fairly sustainable
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and I, I think can be implemented long-term.
1: Well, I like that train of thought because if you have all the communities and there's somebody in need able to pick up and, and help support whatever the need is, then there isn't so much dependence on uh, a government that that we don't know how they're going to act because there's been some real, shall we say, irrational moves that we've never seen before in history. So, maybe, perhaps, these decentralized communities might be an interesting thing to explore to become a part of uh, going forward to help meet some of those needs. So Henry, I do appreciate your time and wisdom that you put forth. I think we've done a pretty good job of kind of covering the subject, why it's important, why it can give peace of mind, why it could be considered an alternative um, we're not advising people to do it, we're just talking about um, what it offers for those that are curious about it. So, I thank you for your time. I want to end with a prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you, God, for this unity and spirit, God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that all these projects are pleasing in your eyesight. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing Christians in your your light forward in all of these projects, Lord God, that we do your will. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do on this earth. And in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you so much for having the time and, and uh, sharing all your wisdom.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Christy, for doing this. This is great. And I look forward to doing more of these.
1: All right. Have a blessed day.
0: You too. Thank you again for tuning into The Soul Connection. Please join Dr. Christiane Lefferts again every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own soul connections. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.